Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. My name is Alisha and I am all the way from South Africa. Now I've had this podcast now for about a year and a half and I've been in Berlin for a little more than a year and a half. And although I told you guys about stories scary stories um creepy stories of things in Poland I got homesick and also a little bored and I decided to take my stories abroad well home to home for home for me but abroad for you and um I've been telling you stories about South Africa now for those of you who are familiar with my channel welcome Welcome back. You never know what you will actually get here. Either you'll meet one of my friends or you'll hear a scary story. And if this is your first time, welcome. I hope you enjoy your time here. And I don't think it will be too scary, but I'm I hope you'll be enlightened that there are crazy humans all over the world in each country so one country is not more special than the other enjoy so today's story is a difficult one for me i don't like talking about um pedophiles and assault on young girls but this man and his accomplice um were serial killers and he was a pedophile so welcome to the story of Gert van Rooyen now Cornelius or Gert was born in 1938 and yeah it gets quite interesting i think he committed all of his um sins in the Gauteng region Pretoria area but i'll confirm that later on now when Gert was about 16 mm, oh, let's just give you a date um Gert was sent to reformed school a reform school in 1954 for for theft because he um stole a car and a rifle so like a, a car and a gun that's um yeah weird oops and then um in 1960 he was imprisoned because he stole a, like vehicle parts like motor spares and clothing so Hart allegedly okay so Hart got married and subsequently fathered six children i don't know where the children 
alone, so I mean, if they're okay having a father like him anyway. And then he ran a building, like a construction business with his brothers. But in 1979, Hart started with his monkey business and he abducted two girls. One was aged 10 and the other 13 and he took them to Hartebeespoort Dam. It's a big man-made dam near Pretoria where he um, he punched them in the face and then he forced them to take their clothes off and um, assaulted them, you know? because he's a pedophile and later Hart released the girls in Pretoria I mean the next day basically he released them and he was arrested and sentenced to four years imprisonment for abduction sexual assault and common assault of girls and then he served three years before he was released. In September 1983, uh, Hart and his wife Aleta got a divorce. And um, in 1988, he started dating a, an attractive looking divorcee. Um, Francina Johanna Hermina Horhoff, aka Joey Horhoff, his accomplice. And oh, they had wonderful vacations together. They went on holiday to warm baths and Umfloti. And warm baths is close to Pretoria, and Umfloti is in KwaZulu Natal. So this man um, ventured. So on the 1st of August 1988, uh, this is under his potential, like possible victims, because I mean, no bodies were found. And that's a problem, yeah. They definitely did things, but no evidence was ever found. Sorry. But on the 1st of August 1988, a 14-year-old Tracy Lee Scott Crossley of Randburg near Johannesburg disappeared. Um, she was seen by witnesses climbing into a Volkswagen Beetle uh, outside of a shopping mall, the Cresta shopping mall. And um, her brother actually refused, declined to go with her. Uh, and he was absolutely traumatized by her disappearance thereafter. He was guilt-ridden and um, wasn't okay, 
mentally yeah so in life the brother was actually found to be guilty of murder but the conviction was overturned sorry mental break there it's not yeah super complicated guys but we know he did it i think there was one victim that escaped that survived i can't remember but anyway on the 22nd of december 1988 12 year old fiona harvey of Peter Maritzburg disappeared. A white Ford Bantam pickup truck was used in her abduction and it was the same one that was used for Hart's construction business and so that's one of the ways that they linked him to the crime. Yeah, that's not smart, Hart. That's not smart at all. And then, on the 7th of June, 1989, a 12-year-old Joan Horn of Pretoria disappeared. So, a lot of the disappearances um, was around the Gauteng region. But clearly they went on vacation so in July July 1989 goodness gracious 16 year old Janet Dalport of Durban disappeared and she was abducted in a shopping mall by a blonde woman but they found her later distressed and wandering around but unharmed and then um, a few weeks after that nine-year-old Rosa Peel of Alberton disappeared yeah. and then Van Royen was using Harhoff his accomplice to lure young girls for him um, and then children's homes reported that she phoned often requesting to bring girls over for the weekends and for holidays so I mean she was definitely helping him secure some young young girls uh, and it's awful I mean orphans already have so many issues and now a pedophile and his accomplice are like hosting you for a weekend or for the holidays and assaulting you and I mean my heart breaks for these girls okay but yeah at the end of 1989 a 14 year old girl from that she was in one of the orphanages in the Orange Free State spent um, a Christmas holiday with the couple and 
she <laughs> yeah I don't know if she's okay but I don't think so because later the couple applied to foster more children and the application was turned down denied so I honestly think that the girl was not okay after her stay at the Van Royen household so on the 22nd of September 1989, Kirby Vipinar, um, Anna Marie's mother. Oh goodness, I skipped it. Okay, so on the 22nd September 20, no, 22nd of September 1989, 11-year-old Odette Boucher of Kempton Park disappeared, and the same day, sorry, 12-year-old Anna Marie Vipinar also disappeared and she's from Kempton Park as well and then on the 29th 1989 Kirby Vepinar Anna Marie's mother received a letter from her daughter you know allegedly from her daughter claiming that she and Odette had run away to Durban with some boys I mean they are 11 and 12 what do they know of boys back then yeah so it, it it was suspected that the letter was like they were being forced to write the letter and i mean <laughs> i'm sorry i just i'm disgusted by this woman um, Jody Horov for helping this man assault these young girls so on the 3rd of November 1989 Yolanda Vessels the 13 year old niece van, van um, Joey Horov yeah, it's her niece. Um, she disappeared as well. And then another victim on the 11th of January 1990. A 16-year-old Joan Boysen from Pretoria was abducted by Harolf in Church Square, Pretoria. And she was taken to the Van Royen home in Malharba Street, Capital Park, where she was handcuffed, drugged, assaulted, before they lo locked her in a cupboard. And um, they say that she was quite small in size and I think he thought she was younger, but she wasn't. And she managed to escape and alert the police. Yes, so I do remember. I did remember, right? And then the police um, placed the house under surveillance. And four days later, identified Gert van Rooyen when he drove past his house in a white Ford pickup truck. The one that match the second victim um what's her name again oh yes fiona harvey 
1988. So anyway, um, this idiot, Gert van Rooyen, I'm, I'm glad he was an idiot or else he would still potentially be doing this. If he's, yeah. Um, so, um, he drove past the house and they matched the description of the vehicle used to one of the abductions. They chased him and then, before they could catch him, Gert van Rooyen and Joey Harhoff shot themselves. Yeah, with a, with a revolver. And yeah, it's a, it's a mess. Okay, so Gert and Joey took the easy route out and shot themselves, right? But during their investigations, the police's investigations, um, all of the above disappearances, with the exceptions of Rosa Peel and Tracy Lee Scott Crossley, um, were linked with the witness statements or forensic evidence to the Van Rooyen or Hart Van Rooyen and or Joey. Um, after their death and they gave an example that Odette Butcher's home address, phone number and class captain badge as well as Anna Marie's address and home keys were um, found in his home so there was enough evidence to prove that they were there um, however none of the victims were ever found despite the extensive searches from the police um, around his house and the business premises so no bodies were found and his house got the name the house of horrors by the press so it's it's famous um and in 1969 apsa bank which is one of our banks in south africa donated they donated the Van Rooyen's House of Horrors to the police um, so that the police could investigate further and on March on, on the 13th of May sorry not March in 1969 police um, demolished the house um, systematically so to make it easier to search to search by sections um, to look for new forensic evidence that might prove like might give us some clues and prove that what happened to the kids like what happened that they might have died give us some proof and um, 
For instance, the roof was removed and vacuumed for traces of human hair and nail. And the walls were demolished and the kitchen and main bedroom scanned with a sonar for any holes like cavities in the, the, um, the wall. And um, the garden was basically uh, dug up and they sifted the soil for bones but they found some bones but it wasn't human bones so basically they came out empty-handed and then um, in February 2001 Flippy van Rooyen, Gert's son, like from his previous marriage and the six children, um, he was found guilty of perjury in the Pretoria Magistrates Court and he was charged with three counts of perjury after giving the police um, statements that were a little conflicting while being under oath so he was lying and it was related to six missing schoolgirls or to the six missing schoolgirls sorry and um, on March on the 12th of March 2007 they renewed interest in the case after a set of adolescent bones were found on the beach near Umfloti um, in KwaZulu Natal, about 500 meters away from a holiday resort where they believe Van Royen and Joey Horhoff were like staying or visited at least. And um, they did subsequent DNA testing, but they could not identify if it was, um, oh, and, and not could not, it wasn't one of Van Royen's victims. So, basically, six girls were kidnapped and disappeared. One escaped because she was smarter. I mean, she was 16. The others were 10 and 11. Um, she was definitely a little smarter, a little older, and with age comes a little bit more wisdom. And so she escaped and could alert the police, but the rest of them, we don't know what happened. We still don't know what happened. But in November of 2007, um, bones were discovered in a property adjacent, so basically next to the Van Royen's house, um, while the ground was being dug up to install a pool. And I mean, it's a couple of years later and 
Back then the local authorities were alerted and the investigations were going on but I honestly don't know if if the girls if the bodies were ever found and that is a sad sad story I want to find if they found the bodies Um, I honestly have no information I continued doing some research and still today the bodies haven't been found so honestly um, maybe the bodies were dumped in a construction site but I'm sure the police would have cleared it and maybe no I honestly don't know how you can make bodies disappear I mean I'm not a killer I don't have any any information <sighs> but is how girls disappeared and a pedophile got an accomplice to sign children out of orphanages to foster them and for like a holiday he can molest children and I honestly hope he burns in hell yeah because he made a lot of people's lives a living hell like too many so that is the story of Gert van Rooyen and one of South Africa's serial killers slash pedophiles I hope you enjoyed the story and thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I'm sorry if it was a little bit chaotic. My mind was chaotic with this one and it was a bit hard for me to fight with, like fight through not wanting to attack this human, but he's dead. So there's no use but I honestly hope he gets no rest and that if hell is like hell like they say hell would be then I hope he suffers for all eternity and guys thank you so much for joining my podcast I really appreciate you all and I know that these stories um, might be not up your alley but if you try
tried it once and I'm happy you tried my channel and I hope that you guys will listen to me again and please be safe don't do anything stupid see you again soon okay bye